From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, making your home great. Not only is it April Fool's, but we're live on the radio. They still, Holly, the only way I like to do radio is <laughs> live. That's right. Right? Because, you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. <laughs> so, so we're, And we're kind of in that mood today. We're in that ask for ask for forgiveness mood. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. Holly, you're not the operations manager anymore. No, I'm not. I've actually passed that on to Carrie, my fellow colleague, and I'm so proud of him. He's been in it with me since the past 13 years and worked his way up, and now I've moved up into, I'm not a big title person, yeah. but I guess they've name me executive vice president oh that's nice yeah so i'm i'm just so excited for our team i'm so excited for him because his future is going to be incredible he's he's an amazing colleague friend partner he's was one of my first foremen on a repair crew and he has oh he's oh and he's i mean he started out oh yeah nails and now he's moving into head of operations head of operations oh that's a good thing just like i started answering phones scrubbing toilets what did you now you do you were not scrubbing toilets oh yes i was scrubbing toilets for all the the guys the crews but we just did what we had to do right because that's just how our that's what made our team so great so it talk, didn't really matter what our you know we all just pitched in and helped each other out well talk to me about roofworks because you know there's people hear about a company and they either imagine it big or imagine it small depending on what we talk about here on the show but we i don't think we've taken a step back and said all right holly bowers what is your experience in construction why should we trust you on roofing Oh, geez. Yeah, because it goes way back. I mean, I got into construction in my early 20s and worked on the new construction side for several years, got my real estate license to learn contract law, and then I jumped on with RoofWorks, and I've been with them for 13 years. And Will and Derwin have been some of the best mentors of my life, along with, you know, my former company taught me new construction, but in all the people that work there, we've got a team that has incredible amounts of experience. Okay. And Derwin. Yes. Tell me about Derwin's experience. Derwin Manis. I would say, I think it's 28, 29 years that he's been in the roofing industry. Really? He must've started when he was like nine or 10. No, I mean, him and Will started years ago and um, I think he started first and Will jumped on and they worked together for several years in their former company and branched out and opened up RoofWorks. Right. And RoofWorks will repeat repair your roof yes yeah, so we'll do everything and we're going to go out there if you only need repairs we're going to only sell you repairs if you need a replacement we're going to sell you a replacement and RoofWorks will clean your gutters we will that's critical too we know we talk about that a lot on all the shows keep your gutters clean sometimes what happens is people will see me and know i'm doing the show and they'll say they they are so used to things being a conspiracy right (laughs) and you know they just want to do your gutters they just want to clean your gutters because they want to get up on the roof and see if there's anything wrong with the roof which is kind of funny because honestly if there was something wrong with my roof and you saw it 
I would want to know that. Yeah, that's that's what's so great. I I know, I, like I said, I talk about it a lot, having a gutter company clean or, or a roofing company clean your gutters because yeah. while they're doing that, they can also get up on the roof and do an inspection. And if they spot anything, they, we can certainly fix it right there or send estimates for whatever's needed. It's not a conspiracy and it's not even a marketing strategy. You know something? You need your gutters cleaned. Let them get cleaned by somebody who's, you know, responsible. And I went to the website under frequently asked questions. <laughs> I have to laugh when you go to a, a website that says frequently asked questions. I want to see these frequently asked questions. Number one, are you insured? Gosh, nobody's ever asked that question. And then you click on it and say, yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, you'd yeah. be surprised. You, that, you guys people- are. Yeah, and, and I mean, that, you should ask that question, especially for roofing, because roofing is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. And without having proper insurance, if that company that you're working for is not properly insured for roofing and someone falls off that roof and gets hurt or, God forbid, loses yeah. their life, you're going to be responsible as a homeowner. couple of clicks of the Internet, and I can find a roofing company that's not insured, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's the questions you have to ask. You've got to ask them before you do any business with them. Make sure that they're insured. That is probably one of the most critical, important things before choosing a contractor. We've talked about a bunch of things in previous experience. And as you know, I warmed up the Google machine and and tried to search things. We talked on this show about roof over roof. Okay. How you don't necessarily suggest anybody ever put a roof on top of a roof but we've all seen it we've all seen it done i went to the interwebs and i got some roofing company in indiana and they gave me three reasons why it'd be a good idea to put a roof over a roof Hmm. well like i said there's not um there's different situations so flat roofs yeah you do see overlays on flat roofs and that's okay well because it's not a heavy material that's right and so that's typically where you see the overlays but on pitched roofs if you have an existing shingle roof and you're putting shingles over old shingles that doesn't make any sense because it did it really doesn't cost much just to take the existing roof off and plus if you don't you can't see the condition of the roof deck right and you could have rotten areas and down the road when you do have leaks that pop up it is very expensive to fix roofs that are over roofs on steep slope especially it's hard to find leaks and it's it's costly to replace it so you're really going to spend a lot more on the back end than you would just doing it right on the front end and it's pretty heavy isn't it a roof on top of a roof yes and that's why i said low slope is probably the only one that is recommended but on steep slope when you've got those heavy weighted shingles or any other typical products you just don't want to go over a roof over a roof all right well uh, our uh telephone number is 919-860-9783 919-860-9783 you want to ask a question of holly we've got a uh a gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill for you. It's funny because I I, I checked out the we, the weather forecast, <laughs> and there's the least informative warning for this afternoon. You know, there's a wind advisory right now at this moment. Yeah, and I always I always laugh because I feel like every time I'm on the show, it's raining. <laughs> yeah, it's either raining or it's windy. Yeah, and it, and frankly. 
If you're outside right now, or if you've gone to your car, you've noticed the rain. You've noticed the wind. But it's an advisory. Be advised. 35 mile per hour gusts today. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna see some shingles on the ground. In you think areas. so? Oh yeah, it always happens when it's windy. And and is it the gusty or it's not the continuous, you know, wind that goes? It's the quick gusts. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, it's it's a combination of everything. But typically, if a lot of times, like we always talk about with the shingles, if you see them falling or sliding off the roof from windstorms, right. most likely it's because they're not installed properly. Right. And the pressure on the nail gun has been a little bit too hard. It's been too much. Yeah, that's right. Really? That's right. Because you see them, I mean, you'll see new construction. You'll see shingles falling off on townhome units that are just a couple years old, and that should not be happening. That's because somebody set the nail gun at too much pressure. That's right. Now, you're, for roof works, you have a combination. You have some people who prefer hand nailing and some who prefer the nail gun. We right? do. And I know that, like I always say, the older generations, they they only do hand nailing because that's what they're used to. That's yeah. how they were brought up. But the yeah. new generation with technology, nail guns are great as long right. as you know how to use them. Right. Rich in Cary is on the line. How you doing, Rich? Welcome to the show. You're on with Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. Hi, good afternoon. Hey, what's up? I'd like to um, find out about the um, average useful life of a, of a roof when they say that the, the shingles last for, you know, 30 years or 50 years. Um, and, and I think, you know, we know sometimes that's not always the case. What, 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 is, what is the average life of a, of a typical shingle that gets up on the roof? Well, if you're if you're um, speaking in, in regards to an architectural shingle, you should get at least 25 years, if not a little bit more. And a lot of it depends. We talk a lot about the sun. If, if it's sun facing, you're in an open area where the sun's beating on it, what your ventilation system is, and also the installation from the very beginning. So a lot of that goes into play because one roof necessarily in a certain a forested area might last a little bit longer than a roof that's just out in an open field with the sun beating on it every day. But 25 years, that's that's about normal. You should get 25 years out of it. I see. And if, you know, we've got a relatively new roof, let's say it's a five-year-old roof and there's a hailstorm that comes through, um, would you expect um, a hailstorm to provide significant damage? And I know it would depend on the severity of the storm, but how, how do you how do you determine as a homeowner whether or not that hail is is uh, negatively impacting your home? Yeah, that's a good question because so the newer the shingle, it tends to not create quite as much of an impact, but that also depends on what kind of storm it is. But if it's an older shingle and you're already losing granule and you have a hail storm, it's going to cause a lot more damage to that just because the, sh- the shingles are already breaking down. So in that sense, that would just be one of those situations where if we did get a storm, we'd want to come out there and check it just to figure out the amount of damage and just to determine if that's really going to affect the long term of the roof or if it's minimal, you know, you're going to be in good shape. And Rich, I want you to know that I lived through this in Fuquay. We had a hailstorm, called two people, called the, the insurance company, called the roofer. And I didn't know about RoofWorks at the time. It was somebody else. It doesn't matter. We had a difference of opinion. 
Yeah. And what we always want you to do is if you're ever concerned from an insurance perspective, you need to call your insurance company and have them send an adjuster out. Yeah. Let the adjuster come out and make their assessment. Don't let any roofing contractors on that roof first. Let, deal with your insurance first. Really? And then from that point, based on what the adjuster says, if you know, there's a difference of opinion, then the adjuster needs to really meet the roofing company on site. That way they can make sure that there's no fraudulent activity yeah. being done and they can both come to an agreement as far as what they feel is necessary. And there's also that thing where you got an experienced roofer standing right there next to, and I, I don't mean to cast aspersions against the insurance adjusters, but some are the first week on the job. Yeah, you know, and literally they're they're young people. And I think like I said it's all a difference of situations because we've seen roofs that have had damage that yeah. didn't get signed off and yeah. we've seen roofs that didn't have damage that got signed off. So there's a lot of confusion right now when it comes to all of that because the continuity of it is doesn't seem consistent. But I think that's the part that hopefully everyone's working through to make sure that everyone's just playing fair. All right, Rich, I'm going to offer you up a, a $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials, including fried chicken, prime rib, the $6 burger on Fridays, indoor and outdoor seating available. Go inside today, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Hang out. Uh, we'll get you your, your, your gift certificate sent to you. They say that hungry people ask the best questions. <laughs> So if you got a question for Holly Bowers from RoofWorks, call us up at 919-860-9783 and we'll pay you with a gift certificate from High Park Bar and Grill and making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is making your home great. 919-860-9783. Phone lines are open. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks this year. Door knockers. These are, and I lived through it because we had a hailstorm through the neighborhood. My my insurance company said, no, you don't need anything done. Uh, we kind of grumbled a little bit and uh, let it go. But then we had people knocking on the door because the neighbor had his roof done. Two people up the street had their roof done. And the door knockers saw the roof signs out in front of their house and they say well this is the neighborhood then what talk to me about door knockers well i mean and we're all we're trying to do is educate the homeowners and i guess the hard part is yes we've had a lot of that going around but if you're letting anybody on the roof if you're concerned about having significant insurance damage mm -hmm. you really need to call your insurance company first because what's going on in the market is there are people that are getting on roofs causing damage which is fraud that you don't yeah. necessarily have it and if you have them access your roof before you have the insurance adjuster out there's really no way to prove you know what's real and what's not real so the best thing that we can do is just educate homeowners because just like you, you weren't aware of any of this. And yeah, no, no, I didn't. And that's just like everybody else. Nobody knows. I mean, they're just looking for professionals, roofing yeah. contractors, any other type of contractors to come out and tell them things and they think it's true. And sometimes you fall for it and it's, it's really not. So 
do not have any roofer on your roof until you've contacted the insurance company. That's right. So you, if you do get somebody that is knocking on the door telling you that they want to inspect your roof or you yeah. might have damage, that's fine. But make that phone call to your insurance. You need to make that phone call. Don't give them your personal information and have them deal with insurance. You talk to your insurance company and ask them all the questions. Have them set up a time to have the adjuster come out and let the adjuster take a look at the roof. Is it unlikely that somebody can stand in the road and spot damage on your roof? I mean, it depends on what kind of storm it is. I mean, we get storms and there is damage, but yeah. like I said, what's real and what's not real, that's the difference. So you just don't want to get involved in a situation that you could become part of fraud because it's going, it's not just here, it's everywhere. It's across the country. I read articles all the time yeah. about, you know, people getting caught for picking on the elderly and frauding insurance, right, frauding right. homeowners, and that's what we don't want you to be a part of. So we're just trying to be proactive and make sure that everybody is aware that, yes, these things go on every single day, and we just right. we don't want you to be an unwitting accomplice and not realize that you're actually a part of something that is, is not good. All right. Let's also talk about the fact that there are legitimate issues with you know, rainy weather, uh, high winds like we're getting today, they rip off one one roof shingle, one piece of asphalt. That's right, and that it's, happens. It's not the end of your roof. It's not, and you're going to have a leak. I mean, especially if you don't maintain the roof yeah. and you don't really know what's going on up there, that's when the, the issues pop up. But that's what our team can do. We can come out and take care of all those little things, whether it's just one little shingle or a big repair, um, you know, penetration replacements, we can do all of that. We can sign up with you and get our roof looked at how many times a year? How many ever times you want. I mean, we recommend at least once a year, if not yeah. twice a year, especially, you know, we haven't really had any big crazy storms here in the past couple years, but you just want to be a much, much more proactive than reactive. Every roof in my neighborhood has got black streaks. Should I hit the panic button for that? No, I mean that's that's the LG and that's what is it? Pretty typical. I mean, it's it, algae. Yeah, it's just a lot of it comes from sun facing, and that's yeah. what helps it grow. But how old is your roof? You're already having it on about your roof? three three years. Huh? Yeah, no, it's not on my roof. Everybody else, I've got the blackest roof I think I've ever owned <laughs> in the house I have right now. It's jet black. It barely reflects light, and I don't have any streaks on mine. But, the, you know, the neighbors, they, it shows up more on grayer shingles than it does on black. It does, and that's, like I said, to just get someone out to take a look at that because it's kind of interesting that they're already seeing that three years in. Yeah, that, well. That seems a little bit early for that to be showing up. Is it? Yeah. Uh, you know, the one thing I did notice, we talked with the Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier every now and then when, when you're in – we talk about the fact that there are hip roofs. Now, a hip roof is is what starts out like life as an A-frame roof, but on the left edge and the right edge is sort of chopped off. That's right. So With very little ridge. So the ridge in the center, where you would provide the ventilation, that's shorter. That's right. So there's no, it's not there's not enough room to vent that properly. So you're going to have to add some solar fans or some other type of ventilation. 
I drove through my neighborhood yesterday knowing we were going to do the show today. Looking at everybody's house. Now, I don't have a hip roof. Everybody's house has a ridge vent. Those who have hip roofs, there's none of them. None of these houses have additional ventilation. Huh. Should that be, I mean, should they consider it? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely get someone out there to take a look at that because that should have been something that was done during the roof assessment before replacement is to make sure that the calculation of ridge vent is very important. And if it's not vented properly, it's going to break the shingles down and it's not going to last as long. The ridge vent, for those getting confused about the vocabulary here, is the tiny roof on top of a roof. It goes the length of your house. The very peak. At the peak. Or it's either the length or the width of your house, depending on whether you're in the backyard or side yard. But the point is, it's the roof on top of the roof. That's right. But you also have to have soffit ventilation or e-ventilation because you've got to have a way to draw the air in. And at the ridge, it, it lets it out. The air goes from the edge of the roof up. And out. And out. That's right. All right. Now, what if I don't have one of those two? You need to put it in. You think so? You do. Every single one? Yeah, because, I mean, like I said, you, proper ventilation is critical to it, really the whole entire house because it's going to affect your bills. It's going to affect everything. So if I don't have one, uh, this is like, uh, honestly, this is like a VCR in 1985. If I don't have one, I got to want one yeah, is what I mean, you're you, telling you me. D- you definitely just need to get someone out to give you an honest assessment on it to so, make sure that your that your system is set up the way it's supposed to because that voids warranties. Yeah. It voids all the warranties. Well, the other thing is RoofWorks will put that in. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have to because in order for us to give you that warranty and register that with the manufacturer, we have to we got to answer those questions honestly to make sure that that was vented properly. But if I don't have a ridge vent you guys will install it yes we're going to put the right system on for your situation it sounds like something you don't want to hire tom dick and harry for yeah i mean they they really have to know what they're doing because like i said the most important thing is avoiding those warranties and you've got to go by those books All because right. holly bowers from roofworks is here we're talking about roofs on making your home great making your home great FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making your home great with Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. I'm Dave Alexander and the telephone number is 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Now it'd be silly for me to say, Holly, you know a good roofing company. Well, <laughs> yeah, of course you know a good roofing company. You work for one. Do you know a roofing company that does the specialty work, like the odd, I don't know, I want copper oh, flashing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we do, we do, that's my favorite part of roofing is yeah. all of that because that's where the art comes in. That's the beautiful stuff. But we, we have an amazing team that does specialty work all the time. We do slate, tile, copper, metal, um, cedar, synthetics. And that's when you, when I think about roofing, that's, that's the true part of roofing. You mentioned synthetics. What, when does synthetic come into roofing? So if I'm going to give you an example, if slate is a very heavy product and most homes aren't built to hold the weight of slate. Okay. So what they have is they have synthetics out there that are lighter weighted so that you can get the look of slate for less weight 
the price points are pretty even nowadays, yeah. but it just gives you the option to have the look, but you don't have to re- do the reinforcement for the framing work inside the house. And you don't want anybody uh, to put a slate roof up until you know that they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Well, we have to, if if they're interested in slate, then they need to get an engineer out there, structural engineer, just to make sure that that roof is wow. set up for it. And I mean, we have to do that a lot and because that's the most important thing. You don't want to sell someone a product that's going to fail or, yeah. you know, obviously can make their roof cave in. All right. Now, I want copper. I want copper flashing. I want copper accents on my roof oh yeah copper is copper i can get that from you you can and we actually have we have a full shop that we can custom fabricate everything which is great our team is excellent we can put any kind of copper accent you want copper valleys copper gutters copper dormers copper roofs so we, we do so much amazing work on that side of it now copper left to its own devices will will turn green that's right. It does. Can, can, it, it's patinaed. Patinaed. Yep. Now, some people would say that's really when it starts to look good. It is. It looks great. And it, sometimes we have to put some new copper up against old copper, and it, it doesn't match on the front end, but yeah. it just takes a while. Once it ages, everything will flow. But copper copper lasts forever, just about. So yeah. that's something I'm going to say if you're going to invest in slate or cedar or some of the higher end, you know, products that you definitely want to put copper on because it's going to last the lifespan of that roof. All right. We mentioned my roof a little while ago. It is completely black. It's there's a little bit of a little bit of a texture to it, but it's completely black. And I noticed the neighbor's house has got a they got a metal roof, I think. I was traveling pretty fast. But <laughs> the point is that I saw they're jet black with black downspouts. And black gutters. Oh yeah, I have that on my home too. Is I that love a big it. deal now? Oh yeah, I mean, look, there's that's what's so cool is like I said, if you get with the right company, and there's so much you can do from a d- d- design perspective, especially just to make your home pop. But black is really popular. Is it really from a gutter standpoint? Yes. No, my neighbor, ah, they, I, I wouldn't have gone black, partly because they had a white porch, right? And when you've got the black downspout and the white porch. I didn't think it was a good move. <laughs> That's what mine looks like. But see, I, is that what it is? I mean, I, I, I think stuff like that pops, but yeah. it's just really the preference of the homeowner. I mean, you might not like it versus yeah. somebody else does. So Now, the same thing with color on a roof. I can get not only multiple textures and looks, but multiple colors. Oh, yeah. There's, there's tons of colors to choose from. And depending on your product, um, we, I know we talked about Landmark before, but CertainTeed has certain products that they have max definition in it. And that's actually max definition. It brings, it's a lot more color pop. So your typical weathered wood shingle in just your standard Landmark line is very different than the Landmark Pro because it's got so much more color definition in it. So if you're looking for that extra I don't know that what that possibly pop. could mean. Yeah, and that's... Oh, color definition means what? More it, color? That's right. It has more color to it, which to me, I love the Landmark Pro because it does have that, especially there are certain colors that don't matter as much, but on, you know, like the weathered wood, there's a big difference between the two. And I think it's beautiful. Yeah. We we almost, we came this close. I had my wife just about this close convinced that we were going to put green. 
on the top of the roof. Huh. And then she picked the siding, which would have been blue, and that would not have definitely would, not. no would not have worked. <laughs> so, but there are multiple shades, multiple colors. This is why you have a showroom. Yeah, that for that reason, and I always try to tell you know our sales guys and homeowners, you have to think forward because you you're painting your house every so many years as well. So, yeah. if you're putting a new roof on, that roof should be lasting twenty five to thirty years. But you also have to think about the long term with your paint color because if you're wanting to change your paint schemes, yeah, five years down the road, make sure that that shingle color is going to match and go with that as well. All right, talk to me about the the concept of drip edge i think i know what it is <laughs> it's a metal trim around the entire roof that's right when i had my roof replaced the phone call came in and said dave they want to know whether i want drip edge and again i did the google search today and i have seen roofing companies say well, it's not necessary, but it's, uh, you know, something we suggest. Yeah. and it, What and do you guys think? So if you have vinyl siding with the aluminum trim yeah. that has the lip on it, as we call it, then okay. most of the time you don't need it. But okay. if you don't have that, we always put drip edge on because it's a very, very inexpensive for what it's going to save you in the long run. All right. Leaks. Leaks come from where? Everywhere. Everywhere? It just depends on the installation from the beginning. But isn't it mostly when the pipes come up through the roof? Yeah, penetrations. Those, penetrations. Are, the, those are the first areas that are probably the most vulnerable. But like I said, every situation is different because right. installation has a lot to go into roof leaks too. And the material, you know, the quality of material that I use, what are they called? Pipe something. Pipe boots. Pipe boots. Yes. I can buy the expensive pipe boots or I can have you put up the expensive pipe boots. Yeah, it just Or I could go with the Sears Roebuck. <laughs> I can I can use them cuz they're out of business. Yeah, I mean it's Sears Roebuck pipe boots and buy the cheapest ones possible. Yeah, it, I, it just depends on what kind of maintenance plan that you want. If you go with the cheaper product, you're going to have to maintain it, especially pipe boots. The yeah. cheapest pipe boots need to be replaced every five to seven years if you go with a better boot it could last you 20 plus years and then there's some lifetime boots and our first caller of the day asked about roofs but he didn't ask about warranty and i want to ask about the warranty because i put the roof on i don't want to deal with it ever again honestly in my lifetime or in the lifetime of owning the house i don't want to replace it or even to repair it. I want this warranted. Right. Are these are these companies warranting against leaks? I mean, I assume so. It's a roof, right? Uh, I mean, that that's what the warranty is, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question because I, I think every company's warranty is different. Okay. It really depends on the company and the products that are used and the installation methods that are used. Okay, if I put a roof on my house, sell me on RoofWorks rather than Larry's Roofing Company. Right, so what, so what we're going to do is we're going to put an integrity roof system on along with the the expensive 
pipe boots, mm-hmm. box fence, things from that perspective. Because we do want to make sure that you don't have to have a maintenance plan, especially on your basic architectural roof, okay. by making sure that all the products are right on the front end. And then we're also going to give you a manufacturer's warranty that's going to that's going to cover you in case you have any issues or any defects with those products. They're going to be covered by the manufacturer. So you're not only covered from the labor side, you're covered yeah. from the manufacturer's side. I assume that based on how expensive Mr. Alexander reaches into his pocket, you know, whether I'm buying the cheapest roof possible or whether I'm spending a little extra, then I might be able to get a better warranty. What's the best warranty I can get? So the best warranty from is to get the warranty from the manufacturer right. because that's going to cover workmanship and materials. But what, how many years can I expect? So for your architectural shingle, if you if you got the best warranty, that's going to cover labor yeah. from the manufacturer for 25 years and also the um, the materials for 20, the lifespan of that roof. 25 years. Which typically architectural shingles, like we always say, lifespan is about 25 years. It is about 25. Yes. Okay. At 24 and a half, I get a hailstorm. If people know where I'm going with this. Mr. Alexander does not want to spend whatever it costs. I don't care what it costs. I don't want to spend it on the new roof. At year 24 and a quarter, I get a tremendous hailstorm. Is You think the insurance is going to pay for the whole new roof? That part, I'm not sure. You'll have to contact sure. insurance. Okay. But okay. the warranties, they don't cover acts of God because obviously that wouldn't be anybody's fault if okay. we, You're if right. we had a big right. storm. The warranty is not So that's not where homeowner's insurance comes into play. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, I want something. To, I, I, I give out advice every now and then. One piece of advice I give out to people is I really want you to buy the shingles that are almost going to be out of date. Like, in other words, you don't want a shingle that they can replace a little bit of your roof. You want you want the one where they say, sir, I can't match it. I can't match it. We need to replace the whole thing. No, bad advice. Yeah, that's not good advice all. Right, I want to welcome everybody to our Facebook live feed. We're, we're doing this. As sort of an experiment today, but I think it's it's already proved to be a good experiment. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks is here. Uh, in the second hour, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. We're on Facebook Live. So if you're a friend of the station, go ahead, click over. And if you want to really make it a multimedia experience, call us up. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. High Park Bar and Grill gift certificate could be yours if you come up with a question for us because you know dave's running out of them. <laughs> we have our our feng shui office here <laughs> yeah they, we, we need to actually turn the camera on and, and i know show it, every time i come in here it's something new it's it's not you are making the office great now D- wptf has decided that the studio the main studio which was very utilitarian yes, right it was yeah. always useful we had the microphones where they were going we had lots of we we want it to be more homey so they put in a couch a couple of end tables <laughs> lamps 
We and little knickknacks. Yeah, no, beautiful. It, it feels so, great in here. All right, so so go ahead and go to Facebook Live and take a look at us. This is making your home great. FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. We're on Facebook Live and on the radio live. I don't know why it would be such an exciting thing that we're on, for instance, Facebook Live. I think the transmitter was pretty impressive to begin with. I know. It's it's a new, yeah, it's a new beginning that. for us. All right. So we're with Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. In just a little while, it'll be Brock Evans of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Talk to me about the team. Because there's, there's roofers and then there's roofers. Oh, yeah. It's our and you team. have the roofers. Our team is amazing. We've, we have so many people with so much experience, and we just learn and grow from each other. And I think that's the, it's the coolest thing because we have half of the company that's got so much knowledge and experience yeah. and tenure, and then we bring in the newer generation, and they're basically taking them and training them and teaching them. And it just the system works so good. I think the benefit of having Derwin, who's been, you know, 25 to 28 years roofing experience, is that while Derwin is not up on roofs, okay, he was for a long time. And he can probably spot excellent work when he sees it. Yeah. And he, you know, their values are the most important thing because what they care about most is always doing it right. Yeah. And if we don't do it right, then they are right on those guys, making sure that they go back and, you know, fix things. And that's that's what makes them just incredible because most people would kind of look the other way, but not them. They're going to stand right in front of it and get it right. Right. Do their apologies and make sure the whole team gets trained correctly and, and just takes they take care of the customers. All right. Let's talk about RoofWorks, the name of the company. Includes a misspelling. <laughs> well, but that's what you do with companies, right? That's right. Yeah, they... you you spell it in a creative way. Please tell me how does how to spell RoofWorks and how do we get in contact with you? Okay, so RoofWorks. Uh, go to our website. It is roof w e r k s dot com, and you can also call us at nine one nine eight five two two six six zero. And we've got people on call twenty four seven. So. Yeah, there's a when you go to the website, it says chat now. Yeah, we would got you it. like to ask that chat person a question? I don't know if they're automated. Yeah, ask them. Go ahead and talk to them. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> welcome to RoofWorks. How can I help you today? What do we want to ask them? Ask them. Uh, they need repairs. Okay, I need. You can tell how fast I type. Two. Oh no, no, I got a pop up. I got a pop up. Uh, never mind. I'll, I'll I'll type it in during the commercial break. Yeah, and it's it's for all types of customers because there's customers that would rather go on chat. Yeah, you can put in an online request through our estimate request link. You can call us, and you'll get somebody to respond to you very quickly. We are sort of a, a consumer show here on making your home great, but we should probably have a show called making your business great you guys do commercial work we do we do so much commercial work maintenance and repairs roof inspections full replacements and our commercial team is excellent all right i'm shortening the thing i'm well let's see if 
Let's see if the chat bot or whomever <laughs> is behind the roof works says, hi, can I help you today? And I typed in, what is good shingle? Taylor C. has joined the chat. Is Taylor C. with your company? Well, it's, it's, they're our third-party company, but they've been with us for a long time. They now, have. they might not know the technical side of it, but what, what that does is it alerts our team immediately, and yeah. then we'll get right back to you. It's so exciting because Taylor T. is typing right now. <laughs> You're typing an answer. Oh, yeah, and it, I'll get a message on my phone here shortly. But that's that's the what? whole point is because with a good service company yeah. it's not an eight to five monday through friday people have leaks and emergencies all the time talk to me about the emergency service because here it is a weekend yes it's windy and it's rainy if i start getting a leak and i pick up the phone is it going to be till tuesday afternoon no well, i hear from you nope i get the alert on my phone and our team is all tuned in and so if it's an emergency we're going to give them a call right back and get them scheduled as soon as we can all right taylor says i would be happy to get a request for options started so a specialist can discuss your needs to determine your best options for your home my name is taylor who do I have the pleasure of chatting with you today? Well, this is very good. Yes, and that's why I said it. Though they do, they do a great job, and then it contacts us, and then whoever's best fit for that particular job or situation, we get them in contact, and we'll get you scheduled right away. If this was an emergency, yes, this would be the way I, I could contact you, and it would be twenty four seven. You could do that. You could put that estimate request in, or you could you could call our office. All right. Do you expect to get some phone calls? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. As soon as I leave here, I'll check my email just to make sure that nobody needs any help. People have to have to know that there's also a weird thing on their website where it says current jobs or or recent jobs. And it's got a map and I can click. That's and right. at one point I click and you're cleaning gutters in Creedmoor. OK, or you're going to Hickory and you're replacing somebody's gutters or you're raking you know i don't know you're just doing minor jobs all over the place why would you do that because we want to help people that's what we're here for they get turned down by so many companies because repair and maintenance nobody wants to do that but that's what we love that's that's what we're best at you keep saying you don't want to be the biggest right you just want to be the best. Yeah, we just want to be the best service company so that we can service our customers and people that need help. That's what we're here for. We're here to help people. I feel badly because there's no way I'm going to type anything to Taylor again. <laughs> That's okay. What should I say? They want to know who I am. Tell her who you are. Dave. There you go. Let's see how that worked. It's cool. Go on, go on the website and type in. Actually, don't, because that probably costs you a dollar. <laughs> it probably does. Probably You're probably does. right. All right, don't don't do that. But if you need something, Derwin's going to be calling in and saying, "What are you doing?" Here? Right, Derwin. Derwin says you just cost me money. Yeah. Well, that's all right. No, but that's the whole point, though, is just for us to be able to get to our customers as fast as possible yeah. and them to be able to reach us. And the the repair end. 
does sometimes lead to full replacement. It does. I mean, and that's our repair teams are great. Like I said, those good. They're employees. They're in marked vehicles. They have background checks, drug screens. They're in uniforms, yeah. and they work for us every single day. And that's the difference. They're coming out there to make sure that you're going to be taken care of. They're going to give you honest assessments, right. and they're you can also trust them, right. which is the most important thing because they have to get inside your home to assess leaks. So we want to make sure that our team is a good team that can be trustworthy to get in people's homes. I heard from somebody who was next door to one of your projects that your guys were out on the roof with garden hoses. Doing water tests, yeah. Doing a water test. Yeah, we have to do that a lot because, I mean, you'll run into situations where it's corky and you can't really figure out where that leak is coming from, but a water test always helps identify it. Right. And it does take time, but it's it's critical because you don't want to give someone an assessment or an estimate for something that you're not 100% sure is going to solve the problem. So water tests are always, that's always the way to go if you're in doubt. I was told that the reason other roofing companies don't want to do repairs is because you could have a repair or a leak on the east end of your house and in fact the problem is on the west end of the house yeah well pitch roofs are a lot easier to pinpoint leaks flat roofs is where it gets it gets tricky so flat roof good leak detectors and flat roofs that's important because a flat roof like i said it's flat so you get to, sometimes sure, that water yeah. will come in that penetration but you're not quite sure what part of that roof it's coming from. Right. So I would say those techs on the flat roof side are, you know, they, those guys really have to know their stuff. All right. So let's just talk about the whole the whole gamut. You, you're doing residential. You're doing commercial. There's also this large project, HOA oh, kind yeah, of thing. Oh, yeah, HOA. That's a, we're, we're huge in the HOA. HOA is important to me. I know we talked about that before because there's yeah. so much money being passed through. Right. It takes HOAs a long time to come up with this money to do full replacements. And I don't want them to make bad decisions or not get good roof jobs done because right. it might take them 25 years to come back up with the funds to go through another replacement cycle and if they yeah. do choose the wrong person or wrong contractor, they have to do special assessments, and then everybody's upset. The condo community yes. cannot get this wrong. They can't afford to. I mean, it's no. not. It's They'll be upside down on their budgets forever. Okay, and so roof works. We, yes. We get in contact you. How? Please call us at 919-852-2660 yep. or visit us on the web at roof. W-E-R-K-S.com. Taylor C. is standing by to take your your text messages. <laughs> and I know this because I'm on with Taylor and we're going to... And as soon as you hang up that chat, I'm going to get a message on my phone. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to hang up. Let's see how quickly that happens. All right. That number again, 919 Six zero. That's it. Give us a call, please. We want to help you. All right. You can also take a look at work that's been done. Tell me about a project. You got about a half a minute here. Tell me about a project you guys have been doing. So we we just finished up a beautiful project down at the coast, and it is Ludoichi tile. It is so rare, and because you don't do you don't see Ludoichi too often, right? And that one I'm super excited about. John uh, Strickland, he's 
He's our best guy. He runs all the specialty work, and he just did an amazing job. Is the get is it up in the gallery yet? I'm not sure if it's up in the gallery. I'm okay. sure that we're probably going to do a spotlight feature on our um, social media here soon. But he's that guy right there. He's he's just an ace. All right, Holly Bowers from Worldworks. Thank you. You're welcome. This is making your home great. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, making your home great. I'm Dave Alexander. He is Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. How you doing? I'm doing well. We got Facebook Live today. Is that right? It's a good thing. So it's they get to see thing. what we look like? It's, it, you know. It's a little strange. Like... I thought this was radio. What's cool <laughs> is we know how many people are watching. So it goes up to like 15 and then it goes down to six. Uh-huh. Because, you know, they say, well, that's what they look like. I don't care. Well, and for our listeners that are watching on Facebook Live, if you yeah. were watching the first hour, you want yes. to close that video and open up the next video for the second hour. Mm, good good tips. Just some helpful, helpful tips. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. I've been telling people that Radiant Barrier is the stuff that they wrap around people when the Coast Guard pulls you out of the water. I'm no longer <laughs> going to use that example. That's a pretty it's, decent example. It's a pretty decent example, but here's one that everybody can go along with. Next time you have a Pop-Tart, I want you to recognize <laughs> the fact that the Pop-Tart is wrapped in Triangle Radiant Barrier. Well, yeah, it's a foil. Uh, foil regenerates heat. You know, that's why you wrap pot roast and pop tarts and all kinds of little food groups and yeah. foil before you put it in the uh the oven radiant barrier is a reflective grade insulation what's well, so, more it's high tech yeah it's, it's a better. lot more high tech right. and uh you know when we got into the industry years and years and years ago i had uh one of my mentors that told me look you want to know how this stuff works do this test so we went home and we wrapped a pot roast and radiant barrier and stuck it in the oven and that thing came out nearly as raw as it was when we put it in there really that's right it reflects the heat away as opposed to regenerating the heat as it passes through which is what you get with a foil yeah so there's a it, now it's silver and it's shiny you know so a lot of people think it's a it must be a foil but it's a, typically a mylar reflective grade insulation so it's not a metal it's metallic, but it's not foil-based. The older products were, were really foil-based. Okay. Uh, the stuff that we have today are absolutely not. All right. It's very NASA-looking. It is. It's very much Apollo 13-looking. Yeah, there. yeah. And it, it's not the only thing that you do. Talk to me about the full range of, just in the attic, the full range of products, because I, you know, I hear about foam maybe i want foam brock well we do foam um we can do just about any insulation you can think of uh, we try to be a one-stop shop when it comes to insulation services so the most common are blown in and batted insulations of course attic cat rock wool uh, we do several different types of radiant barriers uh, and along with open and close cell spray foam and rigid foam board if if applicable and when would that be applicable? Rigid foam board? Yeah. Um, believe it or not, chicken houses, uh, the industrial yeah. complex, uh, grow houses, stuff like that. It's it's pretty common, uh, but not not very common in an attic space. This explains why my neighbor 
has been moving all that foam into his house. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a grow. He's got a grow lab. He's got one in there. lab. So spray foam mm-hmm. is is it fairly expensive the, to do spray foam? Yeah, unfortunately, spray foam is the most expensive option. Um, material cost is is the primary culprit. Unfortunately, labor is very easy. You just stand there with a, a spray gun and kind of. Yeah apply the foam between the rafters. And I would assume it'd be fun. Yeah, it is. It actually yeah. is. Um, it's, it's not very labor-intensive. It's exorbitantly expensive material cost. Okay. Um, the type of, uh, of equipment we use is a, is a two-part mixture. So you have two very large drums that mix together, mm-hmm. and then you spray the foam. And the problem with that is once you have tapped into those drums and started mixing them, you have to spray all of it. Yeah. So in most cases, very small jobs that need to have spray foam. Every once in a while, we get a customer that says, hey, can you come out and spray foam this little attic space? Yeah, no. It, it, well, we can, but it's going to be very expensive because we have to charge for not only what we're doing, but all the material that will be wasted when we're done spraying that area. Okay. So it's very expensive. That makes sense. So that's my attic issues. Now, the crawl space. Too bad you didn't call, name the company Triangle Crawl Space. <laughs> That's right. All right. Talk to me about what happens in the crawl space. Again, it's a range of products available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we what? do just about anything in a crawl space. Now, when we first got up here years ago, we, we've always been an insulation company. Mm-hmm. Now, where we have practiced uh, across the country, there are not many crawl spaces in the areas that um, we started doing insulation. Right. So when we got here, we started getting an influx of, of callers that wanted crawl space work done, and the most logical company to call is an insulation company. That's what they're thinking of when they think of what needs to be done down there, better insulation. Okay. So we kind of had, by default, had to merge into the crawl space market. This is many years ago. Yeah. Now, we do full encapsulations. We can pull out the insulation, replace it with just standard insulation. Install different types of plastic, vapor barriers, yeah. from 6 mil all the way up to a 20 mil. We have three different ways that we can encapsulate the walls in the crawl space, all priced differently from cheapest to most expensive. Yeah, Dehumidifiers, sump pumps, basins. We work on drainage. So we, we also try to be a one-stop shop when it comes to crawl space work and repair as well. Yeah. Why? Why do I care? Honestly, I, I was in buying a house a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And that meant I visited a bunch of different houses. Sure. We found a house 150 years old in Zebulon, popped open that that uh, the uh, the door to the crawl space, and there was nothing but plastic down. Right. Uh, so 150 years, there's nothing been done down there. Why would I? Why should I call you? Well, the inspection that would you would want to have would be on the wood itself. Um, we're currently working on a project right now. It's a 260-year-old uh, plantation home. All right. Don't want to really give the location, but it's about an hour outside of the the area here. Yeah. Um, look, they had a plastic that had been down there for probably 30 years, yeah. and uh, all the wood underneath the house was just absolutely saturated in different types of growth, from you know microbial to bacterial to mold. Yeah. 
unfortunately, in North Carolina, we just we have crazy humidity. And if you don't take steps to try to control that, it can damage the foundation of your home, all the wood supports that are holding it up. If you have standing or bulk water problems under the crawl space, that okay. can cause structural shifts. Now you sure. have drywall repairs that you have to make and flooring repairs that you have to make. So getting control of the environment underneath your house, and most people don't know this, but most of the air you breathe originates under the home. So the cleaner the air under the home, the cleaner the environment under the home, the better the airflow and the cleaner the airflow is going to be in the living space. I'm recirculating air in the living area of my house, not necessarily from underneath the house. It's not like I have a cold air intake from underneath the house. Uh, You'd be surprised how many people do. Really? Yeah. So if you have a gas unit. Uh, if your gas bill goes up in the winter, you're using gas heat. Okay. And it's not an 80% furnace. Even if it is an 80% furnace, those furnaces draw their fresh air from the air handling unit. Yeah. So if that air handling unit is in the crawl space, you are absolutely drawing all of your fresh air in from underneath the house. No kidding. As a matter of fact, if we encapsulate a crawl space, we're required by code to do a fresh air intake on that unit, run that fresh air through the crawl space out the exterior wall, so it's drawing its fresh air from outside. That's in the event you have a gas leak. Sure. If you have a gas leak and it's sucking in gaseous air blowing into the living space, they don't want that to happen. Yeah, that'd be So bad. I would say eight out of ten crawl spaces I get into don't have a fresh air intake, and that intake is canceled in the crawl space. So the, the first floor unit is getting all of its air from underneath the house. All right. What's it like underneath the houses? <laughs> Come depends, on, man. Depends Tell on me. the house, I guess. Uh, all right. How, how bad does it get? Well, some of these crawl spaces, you know, there's crawl and, and stand spaces, walking spaces. Some of these customers, you have a full-size door. You open it up and you can play yeah. a football game under the house. Yeah. And some of these, you are on your hands and knees. Sometimes your your knees and elbows. Yeah. It, it can get very tight down there. The tighter crawl spaces, um, if you're the bottom of your floor joists are between three and four feet from the, the dirt or closer. Mm-hmm. There's a very, very strong chance I'm going to find a lot of mold down there. Uh, the The earth under the house is what's producing the majority of the humidity and the moisture. Right. So the closer the floor joist, closer the subfloor is to the dirt, typically the more mold we run into. All right. I don't, I don't want people to think that you are in the scare business. No. Because you're really not. No. You're on the other side of it. You want to talk people off the ledge yeah. and explain to them that even if you have mold, it's not so big a deal. Uh, there's, you know, there's a, a misconception, and it's unfortunate because I think a lot of our competition is is um, very expensive to have this kind of work done. Yeah. Um, we figure that out because we have a lot of our clients and customers that show us competing offers from from some of our competitors after we've signed a contract with them to, to yeah. work with us. Yeah, what's and that like? Sometimes 30 to 60% higher. I mean, it's a big, big gap. And unfortunately, I think the majority of the companies in the area have followed that, that trait. Yeah. So when we come in and give them an estimate, I, I mean, I hear daily, God, you guys are thousands, thousands of dollars less than this other company. We don't need to make our house payment on one client. We, we built our company for volume, 
So we take smaller margins and get sure. a lot more customers. Uh, so I don't want the price to scare people away thinking this is going to cost twenty, thirty thousand dollars The biggest crawl space contract I've had on a residential property yeah. was twenty grand, and that was a 3,800-square-foot ranch. Well, that was a big, big, well, big crawl space that was covered in mold. Well, the Alexanders are not going to be uh, getting that price tag. I'm right there with you. Yeah, that, that, no. The house, I'm sure, cost them a fortune. The majority of the crawl spaces we wow. get into that are heavy mold, yeah. and they want to have it encapsulated, you're looking somewhere between six and ten. That's a pretty fair price. Most of our competitors are thirteen to eighteen. Really? Yeah. And because people see the word mold, yeah, and it terrifies and them. And they're, oh my gosh, it's a terrible thing because because all mold is black mold, and all mold is the deadly mold. Mm -hmm. And Brock, tell me. That that's not true. No, no, it's it's not. And, and the most expensive mold remediation we offer as a company is is dry ice remediation, chemical yeah. free. Yeah. Uh, your average dry ice job is somewhere between eighteen hundred and thirty five hundred dollars. Okay. So these horror stories of people saying, "Oh, it's going to cost me ten thousand dollars just to remediate the mold," not even close, not even in the ballpark. And then to prevent the mold from coming back, you've got options. Oh yeah, we want to condition that space. Okay. So, We'll we can talk cover about, that. We'll talk about conditioning the space during the radio program today. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. We're just talking about Triangle Radiant Barrier and, of course, their crawl space remediation on the radio show today. We're on Facebook Live and on the radio, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. The telephone number is 860-9783. Niner one niner 860-9783. And Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier usually is the co-host of the show. Today we're just sort of assuming you're the guest. I'll take it. All right. We're talking only about Triangle Radiant Barrier. Um, gosh, you guys got a lot of on the... Service Excellence Students 2014 page of your website. You got a bunch of things like Elite Service, Angie's. You got the other thing. All of our awards. Yeah, awards. And you guys are spending, you know, honestly, you're working too hard because there are a lot of companies, they'll just, yeah, I'll fix it for you, Mr. Alexander. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I'll. I'll take care of your crawl space. Don't worry about it. It took a lot of time to get where we are now. You guys are you guys are certified and all this other stuff. We are. The certifications are important. You know that that helps people be a little bit more comfortable with you when you come into their their space. They want to know that you're not just some guy off the street. That you have credentials and this is something that you know a lot about. Our Awards, what yeah. you're referring to, the service awards, so yeah. Angie's List and Home Advisor, Better Business Bureau. Oh yeah, A plus, um, BBB. A yeah, plus. we're we're we try to stay five star or A plus across the board. I think yeah. collectively online, uh, we have somewhere around thirteen to fourteen hundred reviews. And yeah. la last I checked, we have three that are not five star. That that is very tough for us to swallow. My two partners and I, we try to. We try to make every customer five-star happy. Yeah, um, yeah. And unfortunately, you can't please everybody, but 
when you're looking at the overall statistics of it, hopefully um, anybody who looks us up will see that we do stand behind our reputation. All right. Talk to me about how long you've been doing this. We we sort of vaguely hinted at the fact that you used to do roofs somewhere else. Right. And you used to do this sort of work somewhere else. I, my first insulation job, I was uh, 20. I was 20 years old. I'm okay. 40 today. So. Ah. Happy birthday. Uh, about 20, yeah, for, for, for <laughs> February 20th, so oh, okay. la- last right. month. Um, right. But uh, insulation for a long time. Um, the crawl space work, we really took off when we got here, you know, which we were kind of talking about earlier in the show. Yeah. So it's been about seven, eight years now that we've been a dedicated crawl space company as well. Um, but I started in Texas doing insulation in a state where insulation is very important. Yeah. Um, yeah and really got to focus on crawl spaces when I got up here. Now, my two partners uh, have both been in construction for many, many years. Right. Um, so be- collectively, between the three of us, we've, we've probably got around 50 years' experience. I owned a home where we we had a situation where I, I bumped something in the crawl space, mm-hmm. and it turns out I turned the on switch of fans Mm -hmm. they were essentially the kind of quality fans you'd find in a school bus maybe a little bar larger (laughs) yeah they rocked the whole house they were you know secured to the floor and it turned them on and i thought my house was gonna rotate away yeah that's old school old school would be just you know put a fan in the crawl space that do anything Mm, not really um you know if if that type of stuff worked, companies like ours wouldn't exist. Sure. Um, yeah. Where we really took off is is when we started uh, installing thermohygrometers, which is a big fancy word for a sensor that yeah. you put down in the crawl space that monitors temperature, relative humidity, and dew point. Yes. Well, we put one of those in every single crawl space we do. We give our customers access to that on their smartphones so they can look at and read the data 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Yeah. When we started doing those sensors, we started learning an enormous amount of what goes on in a crawl space that is sealed, isn't sealed, sealed with a dehumidifier, unsealed without a dehumidifier. We have so many different types of customers. Yeah. We really were able to get a broad spectrum of data. You were doing research using people's homes well we you, you didn't plan we used our way. own no 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 um most of our competitors do not install sensors okay okay if you reach out to a lot of crawl space companies and ask them well what are you going to put down there that i can monitor they'll say well the dhu just crawl down to the dhu and look at the screen sure. say, well i've got an 80 year old customer that doesn't want to crawl down there <laughs> so how about we get them something they can look at on their phone okay then we started getting a lot of feedback and we were able to confirm what we already knew Right. An encapsulated crawl space with a dehumidifier is, without question, the most effective option okay. at keeping humidity low. Okay. You can also do air induction. That's much cheaper. We learned that doesn't work very well. Customers that we put sensors in their crawl spaces, well, air induction means you're blowing air conditioning into the crawl space. Okay? Okay. Well, so... If the most humid days are when it's 95 and sunny, that's great. You're really running your air conditioner, so you're putting a lot of air down there. The problem is, is you don't walk downstairs in the morning when it's 95 and your windows are foggy. 
Your windows are foggy when it's 65 degrees or warmer, cloudy, and rainy. That is when humidity is at 100%. So how much are you running your air conditioner on a 65-degree cloudy day? Not as much. So in those days, we saw spikes of humidity in crawl spaces over 90%, which means everything down there starts sweating. Well, obviously, this isn't working. Yeah. The dehumidifier is the best option, but we always give our customers as many options as possible, and we give them the equipment needed to be able to monitor that after we're done. It's a fair number of people who are just, kick the can down the road or give me the, 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 what I can do, right? Give me the minimum. Mm -hmm. You guys will go along with that, right? Oh, sure, sure. Our job is to educate and do a good job, not to force customers into options, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that's sitting down across from the customer answering their questions. Well, what is this? Why do I need this? Well, it does this and this. Do I have to have it? No. That's why it's listed as an option, not a requirement. Okay. My job is just to educate. Okay. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier is here, and our telephone number is 860-9783. 860-9783. I've got a High Park Bar and Grill gift certificate for you. If you want to ask Brock a question. And for our live customers on Facebook Live, if you guys have any questions, type those questions into the Facebook Live chat, and we will get those addressed on the show. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, 860-9783. You guys will actually, if I pick up the phone and call you guys, you'll put in the rolled batted insulation. We can. Absolutely. It's not a big part of your company, though, right? No. Um, I mean, we work with a lot of uh, uh, builders, yeah. and, and that's that's the primary insulation used during new construction. So we do a lot of batted insulation with our builders. Okay. Um, but residential existing homes, most of the time, not not often, but if we have a customer request it, absolutely. Okay. I, I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about the life of that insulation especially in the crawl space and other places where it might get moist. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Website is triangleradiantbarrier.com, and the phone's ringing. This is WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Chris in Youngsville is going to join us in just a moment. We've got Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier on today's show, 919-860-9783 is our telephone number if you want to get involved. And we're on Facebook Live also. Chris in Youngsville, how you doing, Chris? Good, good. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? A uh, question for Brock. Um, I noticed in my crawl space in two spots um, that I'm having some efflorescence on the concrete that on the outside would be below ground level. Yes, sir. And I've found lots of sealants like for brick or concrete that would be something that would work great for, you know, above ground level for regular exposure. But didn't know if you had any recommendations, like if I want to dig the dirt out uh, around those spots and coat it, what would be something that I could do that would prevent that moisture from getting in? Well, so most of the time you do that on the outside of the house. It's uh, exterior waterproofing that's typically done during construction. So if you see a lot of the newer homes in the area before they put in the the flower beds, essentially, they use this black 
Well, it essentially looks like a black paint. It's almost yeah. like a tar that you coat the outer foundation wall with before they bring in the dirt, uh, which will keep moisture from, from or effervescence, which he had mentioned, from working its way through the wall into the crawl space. Um, you can probably use the same material on the inside. In most cases, that is not going to cause many issues. It's a good barometer to show that you were probably getting a little bit higher relative humidity in the crawl space than you would like, but I doubt that it's actually going to be causing you any major issues. Are you primarily a cinder block foundation, or is it uh, brick and mortar? It's cinder block base, and then it, it goes up to brick after that so those are only like the first in a few runs and then it transitions to brick okay but now down I at the that the two places that you could see that when i had my gutters redone um that was where water was spilling over from the gutters right every time it rained heavy so now that they're in shape from the aluminum company um i think it would help but i was just trying to see anything else i could do to you know dig away from the exterior on the outside for that to really, really, you know, secure it and then have you guys come in and do your stuff. But I just couldn't find anything to tell me exactly what I needed in order to apply that on the exterior on the outside of the foundation wall. Yeah, I'm, I, and unfortunately, I don't know the name of the product right off the top of my head. Where I would start is, is going to Google and just looking at uh, uh, waterproofing uh, paint, paint. Uh, uh, Exterior waterproofing paint, not waterproof paint, waterproofing paint. Okay. Um, and I believe it's a it's a tar material. It's almost like a, a black tar material. You can do that. You would need to dig out on the outside of the property under the flower beds, expose the exterior wall, and then coat that wall. That would help to prevent a lot of the moisture from working its way through from the outside. That being said... At the base of the wall, when you get into your crawl space and you look down where the wall actually connects to the dirt, is the bottom of that wall just a completely different color? Is it dark black? Any any indication no. you're getting bulk water down there? No. no. Okay. Then I, I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to be a waste of your money to dig out the, the flower bed and, and coat the exterior wall. Not that it wouldn't work, but the amount of money and time you invest in that is probably not going to be worth it. Now, would it be okay if you guys came in and put your barrier in over top of something like that? Like, Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, that's that's pretty common. And we'd be more than happy to, to come out and take a look at it. It's a no-obligation estimate, so our job is just to go out there and give you all your options, walk you through them, and support whatever decision you make. Now, so, there is... One other question. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, and I was listening to you guys a minute ago. So do you recommend it, um, the, the dehumidifier installation, but don't worry about doing the... where you have the air conditioning flow through there as well? Like, or, or both? I mean, is it really that big of a difference to also add where the air conditioning can condition that space? Well, so per code, it's one or the other. You can do both. Um, I can tell you air induction by itself is not very effective. Dehumidifier by itself is very effective. The combination of the two, if you have air induction and a dehumidifier, what you gain from that is you are going to cut down the runtime of your dehumidifier about 25 to 30%. Since you're already pushing conditioned air down there, the dehumidifier does not have to run as hard to achieve optimal humidity. So they work very well with each other. 
and the dehumidifier works very well by itself. Unfortunately, the air induction does not work very well by itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, so that'll extend the life of the humidifier. Yes, sir. That is correct. Cool. Thank you. You're right. very Chris, welcome. Thanks for the call. Chris, thanks for the call. Hang on. I'm going to get you, we're going to get your biographical information. We'll send out a High Park Bar and Grill gift certificate. They are at Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. In fact, they're the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials. The $6 burger on Fridays, prime rib, fried chicken, late night snack menu, and more indoor and outdoor seating available. 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh on making your home great. Thank you, Chris. Bob in Durham is also with us. How you doing, Bob? You're on with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. What's going on? Hi, Brock. I have a question. Uh, in the summertime, I open the door entrance to my call space and install a screen to get the maximum airflow through there. Is that the best thing to do in the summer, or is it best to close up the crawl space? Uh, that is a unique idea. I like that. He so you're, you're saying you, door. you open the door and you've got a screen you put up in the door to prevent, you know, any critters from getting through there, but to give you as much airflow down there as possible. Is that accurate? That's what I do. Not bad. Um, so you're going to want to do that in the summer, not the winter. Uh, the summer is when we have high relative humidity issues. So the, the more airflow you can get pushing underneath your house, the better. Mm-hmm. In the winter, it's just not very humid outside. You yeah. know, that, that comes with the warmer temperature, 65 to 75 degrees. So in the winter, you want to try to prevent that airflow from getting down under the house, which is why people say you close your vents in the winter, you have them open in the summer. Yeah, The colder it is down there, the better chance it is you have frozen pipes or really cold, creaky yeah, you floors. Don't, you don't want that. Right. So uh, I, I think that's a great idea. What I would recommend doing is putting a, if you get on Amazon, you can order these things for about $25, but look up GoV, G-O-V-E-E, GoV thermal hygrometers. It's a little smartphone sensor. Uh, I think they'll run you 20, 30 bucks, shipped over to your house for free. I would get one of those and sync it up to your phone and then leave the sensor down in the crawl space. That way you know what you're doing is actually or actually not working. Yeah. Most people just say, oh, I put a fan down there or I, I put down plastic. Well, that's good, but what, is it working? Well, it, it seems to be, so you don't know? <laughs> well, no. All right. Let's get one of these sensors so you know what you're doing is actually working. Well, I mean, without a thermal hygrometer... Your choice is wait until the mold shows up. Yeah, or, you know, some customers have those. They don't use a smartphone thermohygrometer. They buy one of those little ones down at Home Depot that stands in the corner of your kitchen. Yeah. And they put the sensor down under the house. Well, that's great, but that doesn't record any data. So you only know what is down there in the moment you're looking at that screen. Okay. If you had really bad humidity yesterday, but you didn't see your screen yesterday, it's not going to tell you about it today. We're yeah. on to the next day. That's why we use those GoVs. They'll actually record and track the data up to a year and send you emergency alerts in the event the humidity gets too high. And Bob has another cool electronic thing to look at. Yeah, I think they're cool. Bob, you can you can tell your, your, the amount of humidity underneath your house, 
the temperature temperature dew point i mean really? it, it tells you all kinds of stuff it's a really neat piece of equipment that's why we started incorporating it in every install we do it just gives you so much data for such a cheap price it's it's a no-brainer all right uh bob i i'm gonna put you on hold because again guess what you've won a 25 dollar gift certificate to high park bar and grill the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials fried chicken prime rib and the six dollar burger on fridays so hang on bob thank you uh, they are by the way at 625 east whitaker mill road in raleigh our number is 919-860-9783 technically speaking i could give away another high park barn grill gift certificate well we did have a facebook live question yeah susie on facebook wants to know if you make some of the materials that you install that's a good question uh we do two of our our primary products we carry which is our vapor barrier and our proprietary wall insulation yeah are products that are made directly by our manufacturer and shipped to us directly yeah uh, we have uh licensing agreements with them and we're the only company in the state that's allowed to use those materials that don't go through our distribution company yeah. so we are very excited to be able to bring proprietary products to the market uh, which is another reason that we're priced as well as we are we have this product in bulk. We get it for very, very cheap. Right. And instead of keeping the same price, we dropped our pricing. We want to try to bring the tre- uh, the cheapest price we can to our customers to increase the volume of installs that we're doing per year. The other side of it, not that this is something that you know the average person listening to making your home great is going to be involved in, you're becoming a distributor to other hvac insulation companies insulation companies so we uh yes i my two partners and i are are owners of triangle radiant barrier which is our install company we will come out there and and do all the work for you Um, but we have also invested in and opened up a distribution company called crawl space supply pros yeah and we are now supplying uh, even some of our competitors with different really? products. Uh, it's just a really good product, and we didn't want to keep it all to ourselves. We wanted everybody else to have an opportunity to get to utilize this stuff, and the, the best way to do that would be to work with them through our distribution company, not right. through our, our install company as a direct competitor. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. You could have been a direct competitor of them, or you know, they would try to sub you, mm-hmm. and you try to sub them, and that uh, that's not we had a lot of our competitors reach out to our manufacturer yeah. trying to find our materials <laughs> and when our manufacturer reached out to us they said look you know there's several people up there that want this stuff do you want to keep keep it under wraps or do you want to sell it to them and i said yeah. well let, let's sell it to them we want we want this material out there we want everybody to be able to to utilize it uh, so as far as we're concerned whether we're installing it or someone else is installing it as long as it's being installed yeah. It's great material, and it yeah. is absolutely worth it. Yeah. All right. Triangle Radiant Barriers, the company, Brock Emmons, is here. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. I, st- I brought up the uh, the uh, the regular run-of-the-mill rolled batted insula- insulation mm-hmm. in part because – I've seen underneath my own homes that insulation just sagging. 
Yes. Just have fallen down. Very common. Why is that? Moisture. It's like cotton candy, right? At least most of us are familiar enough with cotton candy. What happens if cotton candy gets wet? It gets sticky. It just, just <laughs> gross. Uh, it's okay. the same with insulation. If you've yeah. got a, a lot of moisture down there, if the humidity is high enough, you're reaching dew point. There's right. a lot of condensation that builds up in that insulation. It just causes it to to lose its buoyancy, starts hanging down, sagging. You get yeah. these little strings, little stringy insulation yeah. coming off of it, uh, almost like spider webs that are falling down. It's just losing its overall efficiency due to moisture. So and you have to pull that out and give it another shot. I mean, if it's if it's doing that, we're talking about the end of life for that insulation. That's correct. But do you ha- necessarily have to replace it? Well, nobody has to do anything. You know, I've I've been out to <laughs> I've been out to crawl spaces. I've come out of there like, oh my gosh, you need tons of work. And then, well, I don't want to do that. I'm like, okay, bye. You know, so it's 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 their home. They they can do whatever they want. Neighbor um, doesn't have to paint his house either. Right. Apparently, from from what I've learned. Um, so so you can leave it. You 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 can you can leave but, it down there, but I, I why, would recommend would I it? pulling it out and getting it replaced. Most times, any kind of insulation has to be in direct contact with what it's insulating. Period. Okay. Okay. So how I explain it to people is you're laying on a bed, you have a blanket over you, you're insulated. Well, what if four guys go into the room? Well, other than you being scared of the four men that just walked in the room. That'd be bad. If each of them grab a corner of that blanket and lift that blanket just a quarter inch off of you, off off your stomach, you're no longer insulated. All that cool air is rushing under the blanket. It does not feel warm anymore. The blanket is not touching you. This makes sense. Okay, so it's the same with insulation. If the insulation in your crawl space is supposed to be pushed all the way up and making direct contact with your subfloor, as soon as it loses its buoyancy and starts falling down, it's no longer in direct contact with your subfloor, so it is doing nothing. Yeah, okay. So you want to get that fixed. All right, sounds good. If you have four people in your bedroom right now... (laughs) I want you to call the nine one one. Call the just, police. You ever you ever call a doctor and you're just calling to check on a like a I don't know an appointment uh-huh. and the first thing they say is if this is an emergency dial nine one one. Like, oh, I forgot. That's what I was supposed That's to do. That's right. That's, That's right. right. I'm not supposed to call the, my dentist. All right. <laughs> if you've got poor people in your house, call nine one one. On the other hand, if you've got a crawl space question or anything to do with a Triangle Radiant Barrier, call us up now at 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great every single Saturday at 1 o'clock on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. We don't pull up the tent until three o'clock and john in raleigh is on with brock emmons of triangle radiant barrier hey john go ahead what's your question well the question is uh our house uh here in raleigh is about 70 years old it was when it was built um about 60 percent of the house is over a unfinished basement and the rest of it's crawl space and it's all open to the same area uh, what do you suggest for something like that? Where, uh, And the other uh, situation we have is that 
we know when we get ready to sell the house, it's going to be torn down. Just that's the the uh, reality of the neighborhood. Okay. John, uh, John so does not want to spend a lot of money. Right. We don't want to spend a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so your biggest concern, I'm assuming that the area of the, uh, the basement has a concrete slab? It is, yes. And the area of the crawl space is probably exposed dirt? Uh, it, it was. It does have uh, some uh, uh, polyethylene sheeting on it. Okay. Are you getting any musty smells when you walk down there in the spring and summer? It, it varies. Frankly, it's... Uh, it's not intentionally ventilated, but it is uh, open enough to the air that it's, uh, unless it's a very unusual day, uh, you don't really notice the uh, musty smell. Okay. Well, the biggest issue that, I mean, obviously we talk about the, on the show, the biggest concern you have in a basement or crawl space is going to be the moisture and the humidity, because that's what's going to bring the mold and bacterial growth and, you know, all the worst parts of the Bible. Um that's your biggest concern. Now, if it were me, I don't know when you plan on selling the property, but if it were my property, I would put a dehumidifier down there and seal the vents, and that's it. Just put something down there that can keep the humidity uh, at, a, at a range that it's not going to cause any further issues. Now, the good news about that is the dehumidifier can be unplugged, put in the moving truck, yeah. and taken with you to your next property. Uh, that makes sense. So I would seal up the vents and put in a dehumidifier that you can take with you once you sell the house uh, and put a little sensor down there to monitor it, and that's probably about as far as I would go. You do not want to invest any additional money in sealing the crawl space, full yeah. encapsulation. Uh, if the plastic is uh, on the dirt is in really rough shape, you might entertain touching that up a little bit but those are that's about as far as I would go with a property you know you're going to sell okay yeah it's uh just that that's the uh the reality of the neighborhood in fact yeah. we're about the last house in the neighborhood that hasn't been uh that's still around is it is uh, a really good uh, house I mean, I mean Johnny I feel bad they're tearing the houses down in your neighborhood, is it a is it a good is it a good house or um, people just knocking them? It what? doesn't seem to matter. It's just location, location, location. It's a it's one. It's the land. The uh, land. It sounds like he lives in a very de a desirable area where people are coming and buying properties, leveling the houses, and building a bigger one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. <laughs> that's great for you. It's a good investment. It sounds like you made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. To answer your question directly, I, I would not invest more than that. Now, a dehumidifier is going to run, a good one, it's going to run you about $1,000. You want a good uh, electrician to put in a 110 GFI outlet down there that it can plug into. If it's installed properly, you can gravity drain it so you can bypass having to purchase a condensate pump. And then just use some foam board to seal up the inside of the vents. Now you've given it a, a closed area for the dehumidifier to do its job. Yeah. And when you're ready to move, you pull the foam boards back out of the vents, unplug the dehumidifier, take it with you, uh -huh. and at least you were able to maintain that environment well enough the next guy's going to come in and pay you top dollar. Now, it's rare enough that you do anything that's like that, right? I mean, you're usually, when you say dehumidifier underneath the house, you're talking about a permanent installation. 
in, in some cases, we, we actually have customers all the time that are saying, I'm, I'm going to sell this property next year. Yeah. I want to make the environment nice. So when the inspector gets down there, he doesn't point out any moisture issues. Yeah. And that's what they do. They'll unplug the dehumidifier and take it with them when they move. It's their equipment. Right. It's not like the air conditioner that you need 10 guys in a truck. These things right. you can unplug and carry it out. We talk on this show sometimes about real estate. Mm-hmm. With the real estate folks from Wicker Squared, right? We will run into things, and we'll say, you know, what, what ends somebody's what what short circuits somebody deal? Crawl space issues are among the top ten reasons that people walk away from houses. Yeah, it's at the top of the list because in most cases, your plumbing, electrical, HVAC, insulation, there's, a, you know, mold growth. There's 20 different things they inspect when they go under the house. Sure. So if the environment is nice and clean down there and there's no mold and there's no moisture and, you know, you can basically yeah. eat, yeah, off, yeah, yeah, eat yeah. off of the plastic, oh, yeah, those right. inspectors are down there 10 minutes and they come out and they're like, perfect. All right, let's go look at the rest of the house. Yeah. If they come out of there and they say, oh, you got a moisture issue, you got a bulk water problem, you've got mold down there, the word mold scares a lot of people away. Yeah. It's a scary term, apparently. I do it for a living, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> right. But it does scare a lot of people away. So that's that's the logic behind it. How about the worst case scenario? And I, I can tell the story about my dad's house because it, it's not in this area. He had a basement. It, as it turned out, we were, he bought a piece of property where adjacent properties drained oh, yes. onto his property. Oh, yes. Very common. Right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't invest in, probably didn't know he needed to, he, he didn't invest in the kind of drainage right. he would need. Right. There are people in this situation. Oh, yes. In this area. We run into them weekly. It's typically properties where your backyard butts up to their backyard, yeah. but their backyard is 10 feet higher than yours. Okay. Are you the guys to call? So that is normally exterior drainage. Right. And although we do not do that work, both myself and Tanya and, and uh, the Wicker Hunts, yeah. we use the same guy. Okay. So I, if, uh, if you're having an issue with drainage in the yard, I have an outstanding reference uh, that has been doing it in this area for many, many years. That's what they specialize in. All right. So the, to go back to my dad's situation, of course, he's, it's a different thing. He had a cellar versus a crawl space. Typically, we have crawl spaces here. But if I've got a piece of property and I know that it's a tragedy yeah. because of the right, the drainage is terrible, right. et cetera, et cetera, I'm calling Brock. Not only to get the referral for your your engineer friend or whomever can you know dig out, I want you to to deal with the mold and and the whatever's going in going on underneath the house. We can do that effectively and with a warranty. Okay. Uh, website is what? Website is triangleradiantbarrier.com, and you can reach us at our office at nine one nine. 986-8808. Next week on the radio program, it's Craig, the floor guy, and Jeff Hastings from Burke Brothers Hardware. Should be a fun show next week. Tune in 1 o'clock on Saturday. Brock Emmons will be there, and I will be here on uh, Facebook Live and also on the radio, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF.